Episode two of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure opens with walls of man flesh. I don't yes, know how else yes. to put it. It's difficult to describe. Uh, the things that I've seen people describe Jonathan and Dio as include horses, <laughs> a giant block of wood. Refrigerators. They remind yes. me of refrigerators. Yes. With little heads on them. Yeah, tiny heads. Too huge. They're too big. They need to get their clothing custom made by the yard. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a an American football-esque quality the, to yeah, their if, build. Yeah, if like three American football players were... Three linebackers <laughs> in a trench coat. Yeah, yeah that is... <laughs> That is kind of <laughs> their aesthetic, it, which is weird because they were already very large adolescents and now they've just become impossibly big. Yeah, eventually Araki calms down a bit, um, but at the beginning of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Araki's horniness for enormous men is abundantly clear. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, Shaquille O'Neal could sleep on one of JoJo's pecs. But that's, like, that's, <laughs> but that, that but that's meme also... of Shaquille O'Neal with a, with a hamster on his bicep, except it's Jonathan with Shaquille O'Neal on his yeah, bicep. Like, Jesus, he's so big. Oh, also, yeah, welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Darius Kazami. We're letting Darius talk this time. Yeah. We're going to see how that works out. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't recommend it. But I asked him to talk, so you can lay the blame on me if it turns out terribly. So one of the most important things that happens in episode two. We finally get some plot. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like, they're like, oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, so it's like we. Twilight, the back, you know, the back quarter finally. It's like, oh, yeah. things should happen. Yeah. We learn about the mask. The mask goes from being like this weird red herring thing to actually being an object that serves some importance to the plot. Yep. And we meet Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Real mm-hmm. name, yep. birth name. Important for a number of reasons. One of which I do want to point out is I think that's the point where the penny drops and you realize, okay, so Dio is named after (laughs) Ronnie James Dio. Right. Well, and he's also a James Bond reference. He's got the hat that's also a knife, right? Like the spinning knife hat. Is that a James Bond thing? Yes. It's an odd job. Odd job from James Bond. He was like this racist, mysterious character, and he had a bowler hat that he would lop the head off a statue by flinging it at you. Like, he would decapitate you with his hat. I'm sorry. I'm a gold star feminist. I've never seen a James Bond movie. (laughs) I've seen one, but it was the one with Eva Green in it because I'm a lesbian. Yeah, Mm. same. (laughs) I saw the Daniel Craig one because I'm a bisexual. Right. Uh, But that's (laughs) a direct... James Bond reference yep. uh, right there. That so that's sense. so that's like a one-two punch of of nineteen seventies. Things that your dad was doing. Like things that yeah. your dad liked when he was uh, you know in his twenties. Yeah, and continued to like. Yeah, yeah. forever. Yeah, and tried age. to get you to like. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't going to happen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Um, and so we meet Robert E.O. Speedwagon because uh, for a one beautiful moment in time, Jonathan Joestar cosplays as Sherlock fucking Holmes. Yep. I don't know where he got a cosplay costume that big. <laughs> like what kind of custom, he like mer- big and tall Sherlock Holmes well, costume it's like shop. A, well, it's like a Scotland Yard investigator cosplay yeah. thing, which, you know, I imagine there are some beefy men on the police force. Yeah, maybe he took two of their uniforms and sewed them together. Yeah, it's like he, he there was like a tweed shortage <laughs> in London yeah. for the entire season after he had this outfit made cuz it's got a cape on it like yeah. it's it, it and little chicken it's got a cape on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, um and he decides he's going to figure out 
whether or not Dio has been poisoning his dad by going to the most dangerous street in all of London. Ogre Street. Which Ogre is street. which is crawling with generic baddies. Um, like literally, like twenty of them just come out of nowhere, like wielding like like swinging like, like maces, chains yeah. And like they're just, it's like it's like oh, the sharks are here, yeah, you know, yeah, it, but they're like, not singing. It is that, yes. And then Speedwagon comes out, and he's like, apparently the gang lord um, of Ogre Street, of Ogre Street, <laughs> and he uh, he is the first in a long series of characters of ally characters in JoJo, who starts off as your enemy and then. I say you because I, I envision all of JoJo's as like an RPG where you're the JoJo. So I'm sorry if I accidentally slip into that <laughs> where Jonathan uh, um, is uh, he he defeats Speedwagon and then Speedwagon eventually becomes his ally. And, and that eventually happens. we mean immediately yes, he swears loyalty. within one episode within yes. half an episode probably within half a minute actually yeah. <laughs> he's like oh my god you- like. You kicked me in the face. I love you. He literally says, your leg could should have totally destroyed my face, but it didn't. So you must be a gentleman. Therefore, you are a gentleman. Therefore, I will pledge my life to you. And he's like, wait. He calls off his guns. He's like, literally everyone else who's about to murder this man, don't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then he becomes Jonathan's pet. Yeah, uh, for and life. The Joe Star line has a faithful pet in Speedwagon. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. He doesn't become a pet for for Jonathan's life. He becomes a pet for his life. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> he, he just serves yeah. the, the Joe Stars forever. Yeah. yeah, he's like, well, this is what I'm doing now. I was a gang lord. <laughs> now I'm basically a butler. <laughs> yeah, for this guy and yep. his family. Yep. Um, if if you ever if you're familiar with the good life the good wife I I feel like he's like the Eli Gold like he's just so in, he is intensely intensely involved in yep. the Joe Star family and just really wants that family to like work out he just cares um, a lot yeah that's 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 Robert E O Speedwagon he's the only but he's also he's like a butler but also canonically a billionaire. <laughs> By the is end he, of it. Yeah. By the end of it. He, his he, life, man. He has a wild life. I would, also, I would read a whole a, a whole manga about Speedwagon's life. I wouldn't. <laughs> but <laughs> though if Araki put one out, I, I would. You would. Yeah. I would, but I wouldn't want to. I would do it against my will. But uh, <laughs> but we actually, he has a big scar on his face, and we actually never find out where it came from. I so. assume it was from putting his hat on. <laughs> Like in the dark one day. <laughs> I mean, ah! I, I mean that's I, the most plausible explanation I I've heard. I still want to know. He wears knives on his face. <laughs> I want to know if he has to run around after every fight and put on the little brims that come spinning <laughs> off from his little knife hat because it's like, where do you get those anyway? So yeah, so that's Robert E.O. Speedwagon. He will show. He's like Deus Ex dude forever like it's just like what how did the, oh speedwagon um so but it's so great that he just shows up in ogre yeah. street in 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 fucking london crime alley yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He even he even has that deus ex um ex machina role after his death yeah. like much later on in the series there's a whole uh corporation named a uh, foundation oh, yeah, yeah. named after him and they're like the people who like you know come in with the helicopter and like here's yep. a new character yeah, yep. you know, like like literally. So yeah. like, yeah, he just keeps doing They're that like, even who's, after death. Who's going to answer these questions? The Speedwagon Foundation. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, it just, whatever whatever Speedwagon would have done in life is now, carried on by the foundation. I have questions about the economy of Ogre Street. 
look cool. Let's talk about the economy of Ogre Street. A- well, absolutely. Well, it's just yeah. This so sounds great. They, so everyone who lives there is some. I don't think they live there. I think they like get the call from Speedwagon, like the Speedwagon signal. Well, and then they're like time to fucking show up for. Because that's the thing is everyone knows it's the most dangerous street <laughs> in London. Yeah, because Speedwagon rules it, and he. Because who would go there? Well, I think maybe, uh, I bet uh, there's like a tavern uh, on the street where all the lowlifes hang out, like the Thieves Guild, you know, like an RPG, you know? It's mm. the, that's the alley behind the Thieves yeah. Guild. It's okay. where the, the pirate club goes. <laughs> the pirate club, yeah. yeah. That's Proud a lifetime member of the pirate club. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> a normal thing that exists. So... Pirate Club, comma, <laughs> Ogre Street, comma, <laughs> London. That's my era, my address. <laughs> Care of Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Attention, attention, generic chain-wielding guy. Care of okay, Robert E.O. Speedwagon, but, Pirate Club, Ogre Street, but, London, <laughs> UK. <laughs> but have you guys noticed that... Um, that in the last episode, when when uh, Speedwagon is bidding adieu to to Jonathan and Arena, uh, he has like two guys with him, and those are definitely like his two stooges from Ogre Street. Yeah, so like, but like, it, so a, they so like they do exist. That's a, it's like it's a it's a named street, so like mail must be delivered there, right, to the pirate. <laughs> <laughs> it might be it might be a nickname though. It might be like a. Because we don't see a street sign Are that says sure? Ogre Street, right? I think, I think we, we do. do. We do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Like that's the thing, and so I'm like, trash. Del- or, well, no, wait, it's Victorian England. Did they have? Oh, they definitely no. did not. There's just no. sewage. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm like, oh no. Now I. Now I have to remember history facts about facts about sewage. <laughs> <laughs> like, w- like at what point did what <laughs> level of infrastructure exist yeah. in London? Oh God! I mean, this is where I wish I'd actually read like, my mom's annotated *Pride and Prejudice*. Honestly, um, it probably whatever kind of infrastructure existed probably didn't extend to places like Ogre Street. Yeah, that's true. That's okay. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just like so. It's a it's it's a functional street that everyone knows well, about. It's a, it's a back alley. Okay. Because it definitely has a dead end. It's a literal dead right, end. Right, because they back him into it. Yeah, and that's also where the cat jumps out of the snow. With After the puppy eating its, the puppy, yeah, in its mouth. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like now I want to like rewatch. Where did that puppy even come from? Well, maybe the cat carried it there. Okay. Maybe it carried it off from another nicer street. Yeah. <laughs> puppy street. <laughs> puppy street. Yeah. Don't name things. Wow. <laughs> wow. Puppy street did not fare well in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure universe. Yeah, obviously, they all died. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's puppy street and not dog street so while while we're talking about puppy street um so as we as we discussed earlier we have our second dog death of the series in Woo! this second episode right yeah sorry yeah, I mean, little, this I mean, one's one of the sadder sad. ones right yeah because it's a the cat, cat eating, eating a, a puppy cat eating a puppy but the cat the cat got cat. food that's true it's- so Cat eating a puppy is how uh, Araki signals to us that Ogre Street is bad news. Yeah. Aside from everyone saying Ogre Street is bad news, yeah. Um, and so I, <laughs> I, I, I thought, okay, cat eating a puppy. How possible is this in real life? And I couldn't find any information on cats eating puppies in particular, especially not house cats. Um, but I did find uh, that it, when when cats 
fight dogs. Usually the dog prevails, and that's not necessarily because cats are worse fighter than dogs, but dogs and cats have, quote, different fighting languages. So cats will circle and they'll mutter and will try and like present a belly and claw at the other cat's belly, which is great for cat on cat fighting, but a dog when he sees the the belly will just will just go for it. Will just tear the cat apart pretty much. Cat fights usually involve a lot of posturing whereas dogs don't really signal much they just go for it however a puppy might not have learned to do that i think a cat could take a puppy in a fight i couldn't find any evidence online of this but my intuition tells me that it is possible and probably if you were a cat raised by generic chain wielding thugs you probably have learned a few things about fighting so you're saying that this is probably the bodega cat of the pirate club exactly <laughs> Yes, this is the bodega cat of the pirate I club. I want that on my grave. Yeah. Maybe maybe the cat is bringing the puppy back to the pirates uh, as, a, as a gift. You know, like a cat will sometimes bring a dead mouse to, yeah. to your owner. You yeah. know? Maybe the puppy wasn't even dead and we're all just like extrapolating and the cat was actually bringing the puppy back and saving it to raise it as its own. Hmm. But probably I, not because it's JoJo's. Also, I seem to recall the puppy had some like viscera or something. Oh, uh, oh yeah, it was. It was definitely censored a bit. It was definitely censored. Like there's, there's, there's some, a, there was definitely some, like a black yeah. cloud over, yeah, over part the, of it. Over the, over the Is puppy. there a way well, to get RIP to watch the uncensored version of JoJo? Um, it's on the Blu-ray, so you can like <sighs> see it. But we don't have the Blu-ray in this country because <sighs> Viz is bad. <laughs> No, sorry. No. Uh, we well, can, they will we can eventually. Get the, you can import yeah, the Blu-ray, yeah, right? But eventually, hopefully, we'll have a Blu-ray as and well. You can get full but... uncensored cat-eating puppy. Yeah. So are we are we on to vampires yet? Not yet, because um, we also have to mention the fact that the reason why Jonathan Joestar was in Ogre Street in the first place is because he figured out dun dun dun. Dio was possibly poisoning George Joestar to right. death. Right. Just like, dun, 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 Dio poisoned his own father to death. Right. Dio's a bad dude. Yeah, Dio's bad seed. Yeah, he is. He's literally a bad seed. He was just yeah. born. He was born bad. Bad to the bone. Bad side of the street or whatever. <laughs> Wrong side of Wrong the tracks. Wrong side of Ogre Street. Wrong side, Wrong side yeah. of Ogre Street. Yeah. He's just. Yeah. He's, there are right side of Ogre Street. Nicole Culkin. I do. I do want to say. I, I like as Courtney alluded to earlier. I think Ogre Street is JoJo's crime alley. It's where, it's where everything really starts. Because as we've yeah. said, like episode one is kind of like a non thing right like, <laughs> episode like, one is episode, best forgotten yeah episode two is where this all really starts yeah. other than maybe dio killing jonathan's dog I yeah think but that's jonathan really... doesn't remember it so maybe <laughs> we shouldn't either uh but um jonathan doesn't give a fuck yeah but uh Poor Danny. but I, yeah i think i mean ogre ogre street is where everything really starts to yeah. come together and it's the first but yeah. it's the first time we see jonathan really be a jojo it's like it's mm-hmm. the first time we see him like really win a fight yeah like, like he yeah. fights dio and wins yeah, but this once is the, in the first, first time episode, he wins a fight is... in a ridiculous way like yeah. when he catches the the like a knife in, a his, knife hand, in his hand yeah um and it like cuts him and they're like wait yeah this dude is hardcore <laughs> well because he's like i can afford to lose a few fingers i'm fighting for my family yeah yeah yep. 
What? Um, and so this is so, so so I think Ogre Street, much like in Batman, where Batman is born in Crime Alley, I think Jojo is born in Ogre Street. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Joestar. You're making him sound so much more interesting than he is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well let's I mean, get he's to about the... as interesting as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Burn. Um so yeah, so then but then eventually Dio Back to an interesting character. Dio, <laughs> the interesting character. The only one. Um Dio finally uses the mask for the first time. He uses it on a on a drunk in an alley um, who, who pissed him off which like uh by the way at this time dio is wearing uh some kind of cape oh with feather wings on it so good and a top hat and, and a top hat and, and drinking booze directly from the bottle and he and it's just like why would a random street drunk bother him like if you see this guy are you really gonna mess with right, him? a giant man in an incredibly <laughs> weird outfit dandyish like, attire yeah. like yeah it's amazing um dio's amazing i love that iraqi's like i have so many good costume co- like ideas i can just throw this one away on this one <laughs> scene like yep. it's phenomenal um but yeah he uses the mask on the drunkard because he thinks it'll kill him because well, he his, wants to test it out right, but his whole plan is that because he because he knows yeah. that it it like puts spikes into your yeah. face so he assumes it's just gonna kill like he wants to use it to kill jonathan yeah. he just sees it as a weapon yeah. but uh but then he so he uses it on the drunkard as he's a like test. yeah he's like i'm yeah. pretty sure blood activates this thing and then i'm so yeah. i just need to figure out a way to like get it on jonathan's face and then accidentally spill blood on it and then no one can blame me for driving a bunch of spikes into his brain yes <laughs> i love that it's logic the perfect murder yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but instead whoops yeah so he accidentally turns this random drunk into an extremely powerful vampire who attacks him um just as the sun is coming up and that is how dio is saved um so Hope you weren't now, planning on watching something other than a vampire show. Yeah, so now JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has done its first genre flip. Yep. <laughs> it will do many, <laughs> many of those. Um, and now it is a show about vampires. Yeah, before it was a show about humans uh, arguing over, I guess, inheritance shit. Yeah. yeah, it was about rich it was, people. It was Downton Abbey before, yeah. And, yeah. Now, and now it's like... It's Dracula. Uh, it's Dracula, yeah. yeah. Um, so some interesting things about vampires in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, God. Uh, they adhere to a combination of traditional vampire rules and random shit that Araki just felt like doing. Um, so they are, they do die from the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they die immediately yeah, from the sun. They disintegrate like, like Buffy style. Yeah. But their um, clothes stay behind. Yes, it's true. They're, it's more realistic than Buffy style. Um, they there are, is no mention of stakes ever mm-hmm. and decapitation definitely does not kill them as yeah. we will eventually learn um they're super strong yep they're like stronger even than you would think a vampire would be right they're so strong that if they like throw an object at you you explode <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah, yeah. You, literally if yeah. they throw you at a wall the wall will fall down yeah they're um but then at the same time, let's talk about how like vampire, like vampiric inheritance. Yes. I mean, we let's can get try into and it. parse it. We can get into this. We'll get into this more as it's it's demonstrated. But just the thing with with JoJo in general with its genres is it's it's always pastiche. It's never like, yeah. well, right. we're gonna like pick a universe yeah. and work within it. Right. <laughs> so, you know, Araki so yeah. just does what he wants. So the ways that you become a vampire in JoJo, you become a vampire by putting on the mask. Yes. Right. That's like the the primary initial yeah. way. And then um I guess you sp- you spend some ambiguous 
amount of time or activity with Dio that is never shown or explained. Right. We have never seen Dio uh, turn somebody into a vampire directly. Um, Not even Vanilla Ice? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like they said, like, way, 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 way down the below. Future, yeah, yeah, I think he feeds Vanilla Ice his blood. Yeah, yeah so, you can drink, so you can drink Dio's blood mm. and become... A, so you can drink a vampire's blood, basically. I guess if the vampire's yeah. powerful enough. I, I can't imagine it working for random street vampire, but... Yeah, I mean, but yeah. also, and, but so that's one way, and that's pretty standard. Right. And then we have, um, but also it's it's not really made clear which of these creatures are vampires and which are zombies, because they <laughs> kind of use the terms interchangeably to a degree. Like, Dio is a vampire. Right. I think I think the zombies is what you might call a vampire's thrall in, like, yeah. another world. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. where, you know, like, Dio uh, like Dio does with many characters, especially in Stardust Crusaders, where he kind of makes them his thrall, his, but like, they're not his vampires. His army. His, yeah, like, zombie so just, army. Right, so he, like, puts some vampire blood in you, but not enough to, you know, to, to change you, and then... And I think he uses, um, he uses, like, mind control powers to turn Jack the Ripper at some point but like we never see either that or jack the ripper again so <laughs> yeah it's just so like that's the thing it's like it's like if you're thinking like oh like when we say oh now it's sort of like dracula if you're like oh i read dracula no don't don't carry too much of your knowledge yeah into also this. jojo vampires do not uh suck blood with their fangs <laughs> though they do have fangs oh yeah uh, they suck blood those? with their fingers yeah. and they do this by inserting two fingers into your body uh and then, where there is a vein your veins merge with their fingers somehow yeah. and they suck blood through their fingers um, and occasionally this is disgusting. Actually, it's always disgusting, it's but always, sometimes it's, it's body like body horror. It's straight up body but horror. But sometimes it's like way more disgusting. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, and this is, and this is the first time that we see, uh, uh, well, not the first time because jo- Jonathan actually grabs the knife with his hand earlier. But there's a there's an ongoing theme throughout all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, just around hands. Araki is obsessed with hands as like a symbol or something. If you're familiar with Star Wars and how like there's always symbolism around someone's hand getting cut off or or whatever. Uh, it's like that, but squared for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. At, at least, at least, yeah. Cause, so because I didn't, I hadn't put that together for some reason. And earlier today, Darius was like, "Hands." Yeah. And I was like, and and you just see that like all flashing through my mind. I'm like, <laughs> "Holy fucking shit!" Literally, like everything is yeah. hands. So like <laughs> romance is is uh, happens through like important scenes with hands. Um, uh, you know, there's a there's a major bad guy who's obsessed with hands like like openly has a hand fetish yeah uh, uh who, has a hand, who has a hand fetish there's um you know the vampires work with their hands instead of their teeth the um uh, various uh, characters get their hands cut many off many characters get their hands cut off there are like you know uh there's a point where someone's hands turn invisible and that's like a huge plot thing and um so yeah so this yeah. is the beginning like this episode this episode again. is the beginning of the of the whole um hand thing and we'll point it out as as we as we go on it's just it's just interesting it's just like rocky and yeah. hands i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure if it's like i mean some of the difficulty with working with or talking about such a huge body of work is that it's kind of like 
I don't know, you know, it's not like a book where it can be like, oh, like such and such motif, like sp- clearly symbolizes blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. It's like, no, this has been going on for 30 years. And like, so it's clear that hands are important to Iraqi, but it's not necessarily something where you can just be like, hands symbolize blah. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, it's just, it's all I'm willing to say is yeah. that Iraqi is clearly obsessed with hands for yeah. some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. And I don't even, I don't even think it's like a. Con- I don't even know if it's conscious. Yeah. He forgets yeah. to draw them. He forgets how to draw them eventually. A lot yeah. of the hand, a lot of the hands in part seven look yeah. real, real off. There's hands in, um, and and like by the second half, like starting from arc four through eight, like fingernails start to yeah. really, like just in general, are yeah. really important. Um, so Ugh. you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. gross. It's always it's gross in a gross way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fingernails are important. <laughs> so let's, so, closing thoughts on episode two of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, it's the it's the real first episode. It's the real first episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah people, I tend to I've I've watched the first nine episodes of JoJo with many many different people, and I generally have to keep poking them through the first episode and a half, and then finally when Dio turns into a vampire, they're like, "What? Oh, okay." So, also my personal. But he doesn't he doesn't turn into a vampire. In episode <laughs> oh right two, right no when he yeah. turns when he turns someone into he turns a vampire. Someone into a vampire. And when he he escapes that fate yeah. somehow, you meet your first vampire basically. Yes, yeah. I really like uh, as we mentioned earlier. I just I really like that this is where you start to realize that the, that the rock music is a classic rock is a thing that Iraqi is committed. I didn't to. know what Speedwagon was, so I just thought it was like a random thing. Oh okay, yeah. but then I think that I I think it was around Tom Petty, and <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and then. Baby. A little slow on the uptake. So yeah, so that's episode two, which really gets us kicked off for the rest of of the series and like Dio's story. Honestly, right. so, so we hope <laughs> we hope that ending this episode with the supernatural vampire stuff will hook you, just like it hooks viewers of the anime itself, uh, and have you tuning in next time for our next podcast episode where we talk about. Youth with Dio. Youth with Dio. Episode three. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora Ora, Oregon at StreamPDX Mobile Podcast Studio. Thank you to the folks at StreamPDX and OpenSignal. Our music is The Freakout Experiment by Tobias Weber. You can contact us at explainjojo at gmail.com. 